right. We are bike. Welcome to another episode of the Ace of Spades podcast. It's your boy, Cam, a.k.a. the Dynasty Demigod, a.k.a. the Ace of Spades Thanos, a.k.a. the four-time champion, a.k.a. Justin's big homie, a.k.a. Mr. Okay, I'm reloaded. And I'm joined today by the Monsters of the Midway. My boy, the one and only Kirk Cashin, a.k.a. Curdy two times, a.k.a. Kurt, me, Justin. We in a class of our own, bro. Danny. <laughs> You're not one of us, a.k.a. Mr. Take Your Girl Whenever He Want To. And I got a special guest today, my boy, Chris, a.k.a. Kevin Byer, <laughs> a.k.a. I think Chubbs is just too much. What's up, bro? Uh, what's good, bro? Happy to have you. Happy to have you on the pod, Chris. How you feeling, man? I feel, I feel like Dan. I need more accolades. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey you lucky you got the two, bro. Uh, you forgot to say ESPN champ, but uh, you know it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Chris, I stopped playing in that league halfway through, bro. That, that shit doesn't count. <laughs> hey, right. don't align yourself with Danny, bro. Uh, he, he doesn't. He's never had a winning record. You know saying, you just, don't, don't align yourself with losers, man. <laughs> Ooh, Denny. Denny, make sure you come on the pod next week and defend yourself, bro. Yeah, so I can call you a pussy to your face. Oh, oh come on, bro. Come on, bro. It's kids listening to this. All right, let's jump right into it, man. I got my I got my duo, Kirk Cashy, and my boy Chris on the podcast. We just wanted to do a quick one to wrap up some of the things that have been taking place around the league. So let's get into some real-life news and notes. So really, really good news for the prospect of the football season. We got a notification earlier in the week that the NFL and the NFLPA have come to terms on an actual COVID plan. Uh, So the plan, at least for now, is for training camp and the season to start on time. So that's fantastic news. How y'all feeling about that? Oh, yeah, that's that's good, bro. Yeah, I mean, we we need that football, bro, for sure, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Chris. What's up? Bro, I think Derek Henry might opt out, bro, of the season because COVID. Just send them to me. I'll, look, I'll send, you a, <laughs> I'll send you a 2023 first, and we just call it spade a spade, bro. He's going to opt out to work on his lower half because his legs are tiny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he a, bro, he an upside-down triangle. All right. <laughs> All right, so that's that's really the only notable news, like from around the the actual NFL. I'm really excited for a training camp to start, so we can get some like beat writers report about what they see in camp, and I can see like which one of my rookies actually looks good and which ones I got to pawn off on somebody else. So really excited for the start of camp, and shit, we're only 47 days away from the opening game, bro. So football season's right around the corner. All right, so let's jump into the more important part. Uh, let's jump into news around our league. So we had a 
big mess of trades happened over the past week. Some got vetoed, some got put through, some got reversed, some got re-reversed, some came through that didn't really make much sense. So let's talk about the ones that actually stuck. So let's dive into the trade that is most recent, the trade that occurred between KB and Rio. Um, This trade included KB sending away Christian Kirk, the wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals, Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, KB also sent over a 2021 second round pick owned by me, a 2022 second round pick owned by KB, a 2023 third round pick owned by KB, a 2022 fourth round pick owned by KB, and a 2023 first owned by KB. Did I I do that right, Kurt? Yeah, yes. (laughs) That's what he sent over. Okay. And in exchange, he received A.J. Green from Rio and Rio's 2021 first-round pick. So, again, KB sends Christian Kirk, Debo Samuel, a second-round pick owned by me this season for 2021, a 2022 second-round pick from KB, a 2022 third-round pick from KB, a 2022 fourth-round pick from KB, and a 2023 first-round pick from KB. And then Rio sends away AJ Green and his 2021 first. Chris, what do you think about this trade? What did you think when it first came through? And after you had time to think it over, like, how do you feel about this trade for both teams? Yeah. Uh, so when the first when the trade first came through, it's it's a lot to process. All those draft picks. Yes. Um, you trading away like KB trade away Debo, which me and Kurt talked about earlier. That's a rookie receiver at 800 receiving yards. It was only on go up. He got hurt. I think KB panicked a little bit because I feel like KB's in win now mode. So he uh. Wanted to get a solid receiver for his team. Uh, so it's a lot. But then he also got the number one pick from Rio. Um, but Rio's team isn't going to be that bad. Like, you hit it on it, too. Like, Rio probably going to finish, like, top five, top six. So that pick is not going to be, like, a top three pick. I just like he gave up a lot for that. Um, but to me, I think Rio, what, he he wanted to get younger like Danny. So I think he got younger at least. Um, he got a lot of picks to deal with. And if he can hit on those picks, like a – some good solid receivers he'll come out on top in the next two or three years <laughs> yeah yeah no that's 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 facts Kurt what did, what did you think about it um yeah I well my initial thought when I first saw the trade come through is it it just it, it wasn't uh visually appealing when I saw all of those draft picks that were included but um just from like you know from so I just break it down from like what I thought what I think about it from the perspective of like both teams so Rio um, at the beginning of the season had T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, and Julio Jones. So these three wide receivers, you know, probably on, on, on the back half, you know, <laughs> of their career, like, uh, and probably is being generous. So he got rid of one of those wide receivers with A.J. Green in the first, and in exchange for that, he got somebody – uh, and Debo Samuel, who, like Chris mentioned before, uh, <clears throat> had 800 yards his rookie season. He got rid of Christian Kirk, which, like, I don't, you know, I'm not super high on Christian Kirk, but I will say you might see his production increase since he is going to be playing in a better offense than last year, hopefully. And then he got a ton of draft capital 
Um, and I mean, the, really, the only thing substantial that he gave up was his first from, from this year, which could be, I mean, it could be an early pick or it could be a mid pick. So I, I, um, I like the trade for Rio. I think uh, it was a smart, smart move for Rio, uh, for KB. I think he put all his chips in for for win now, but I don't think I don't think AJ Green is the piece that's going to help him win right now. So, and if that pick is not an early pick where he can get a stud, if it's like a mid round pick where it's like, hmm, then this trade is going to be really bad for KB. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree with both both comments from you and Chris. I, when I first saw this trade. First and foremost, I hate trades like this. I hate <laughs> I hate <laughs> trades that take me a couple days to understand. And that's what I feel like this trade did. And I think I'll, I'll probably feel different about this trade as time progresses. So on the KB side, he gave away two players that I'm not particularly high on. Like, I drafted Debo Samuel and I traded him away. I think he's a really good player. Um, he had a really good athletic profile and pedigree coming out of college he played at South Carolina he was uh, a really highly touted recruit he's he's a stout really physical wide receiver but he's not you know a pure you know x or even a planker receiver he's more like a gadget player in the sense that you can put him in the backfield on jet sweeps you can get him the ball in space he can create he's like he's built like a running back but he's not really a, like a pure receiver, but he can develop. And he had a really, really good rookie season. And he's also in a great situation in that 49ers offense. So he's a valuable, he's a valuable asset. And you got Christian Kirk, who um, he's left a lot to be desired in terms of his production. Uh, first couple of years he's been in the league, but I, I do think he's got some talent. He's got like fucking four, four speed. And um, he was a highly touted recruit out of like Texas A&M. So they both have pedigree. And usually when a wide receiver has pedigree, they're going to be in the league. They're going to be in the league like as a wide receiver two or three on some NFL team for 10 years. Like they're, unless they get hurt, they're going to be in the league for quite some time. And they're going to be playable fantasy assets because they're going to be starters on their respective teams. Like they, there's probably no team that either of these receivers could go to in the NFL and not start. You know what I'm saying? So they, they have that pedigree. And then KB traded away uh, my second round pick, which, you know, it's it's a late second, but this draft is going to be really good this year. So it's still a top 24 pick. That pick has some value. And then these picks in 2022, like, are we sure KB is going to have a good team in 2022? Um, I'm not. And also, we touched on the 2023 first. I don't know that that pick won't be higher than Rio's pick from this year. I, I agree. It won't be. Yeah, so. I uh, agree. Risky fucking move, man. That's all I, I say. I agree. He gave up a lot. The one thing that I talked to Rio about yesterday, and I did have the opportunity to speak to him following this trade, was that, you know, Rio understands that he's gambling by sending away that first round pick because, it, like I said, it's a really good draft class. But after thinking about the other teams in the league and looking at Rio's roster, I'm not sure his pick is actually going to be that bad. Um, if we take some time to look at Rio's roster, uh, he didn't really change anything in his starting lineup. We were projecting him to be a top six team or a fringe playoff team. And the only thing he really did was get away from his agent receivers. And he added a bunch of wide receiver depth. Wide receiver is the least valuable position in, in fantasy football. They, they grew on trees, literally. So I'm not sure his 
team is in any worse position in terms of his his final standing than it was before he made this trade and the next trade that we're going to talk about. So, uh, yeah, um, I think I think this is a super dangerous trade for KB. And uh, if AJ Green goes out there and he's like the last AJ Green we saw two years ago, and he's you know catching three touchdowns against the Ravens or some shit, then you know, maybe we can look at this trade for KB and say, all right, well, he invested his future, but at least he has a real shot at contending for a title. I just don't know if this trade that KB made puts him really in any better of a position for this season. And that's really what he's making on. And, you know, if AJ Green goes out there after two years off and he's rusty and he's out there putting up 800 yards, bro, you had Christian Kirk and Debo that could have both did that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I was thinking, just thinking to myself here, I was like, man, I wonder over the next two seasons who will have more points between Debo and AJ Green. Oh, Debo. <clears throat> Debo, so, for sure. So, I mean, it's, yeah, and it's, then it's not worth it at all. If that's the case, like, then this trade, it, it just wasn't a, wasn't, wasn't a good trade. It can't be. If it's Debo. If, if, you, if you look at, if you look at, like, historical, statistics from elite wide receivers, premier wide receivers, no matter who it is, even if they're still producing in their 30s, after that age 31 season, that production goes down. Like you look at Marvin Harrison, after his age 30 season, he went from a 14, 1,500-yard receiver to 11, 1,200-yard receiver for those three seasons. And he played really late into his career. He played until he was 36. But up until age 34, he was still putting up over 1,000 yards. But it wasn't those big 14. And he had the same system, same quarterback. He still had Peyton Manning throwing the ball. It's just you hit you hit that that physical cliff. All wide yeah. all wide receivers, yeah. unless you are, you know, the anomalous Jerry Rice. But there's only there's only one of those. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really like this trade for KB. If I had to throw out a grade for him, the only reason I don't give him like a uh, like an F is because he got that first, and I think that first can be valuable, even if it's even if it's just if it's just like top seven or top eight. But I give it like a man, I I give it like a D plus, C minus maybe. Yeah, I was I it, was thinking yeah I was thinking I was thinking C also because of that first like he got that first yeah and like you said that draft is stacked so he can if it's like a like a top seven pick top seven eight pick he can get something yeah. good but that's the only reason why I gave him a, first, a C though like because that pick. Yeah, I give him. I will give him a C minus. Go ahead, Kurt. Y'all a little more generous than me, cause that's a, I'm 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 leaning towards a D on that trade. That's a, a D. That's what I think you got of that. So we got a C from Chris, a C minus for me, and a D from Kurt. Eh, yeah, same same. That's a, that's a D. Yeah, mediocre, mediocre or worse. So, um, for Rio's side, uh, he got a second from this year, a late second from this year. Uh, let's call it a mid second from 2022. The mid third, mid fourth. I mean, he's got a slew of picks. He's 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 gonna have to figure out how to fit all these picks that he has over the next couple of years into his roster. But he's got a ton of picks, and he got a first. Which, you know, if KB's team is going on the trajectory that I think it is after this trade, that twenty twenty three pick is probably gonna be good. I give Rio a. I'm surprised, but I give Rio like a B plus for this trade. I just I like I like getting rid of AJ Green. The only reason this trade isn't, I give him a B, because he traded away that that first round pick, which should be a mid first. I give him a B. The only reason that the trade isn't a higher grade is because of that that first round. If you could have found a way to get, you know, a similar haul, uh, but finessed his way out of giving up the twenty twenty first pick, then I would have liked it a lot better. But I still like it. I give it a I give it a B for Rio. What do y'all think about Rio's side? Uh same for me. I, I was thinking a B. 
and I and I'm and I'm also factoring in what I'm assuming to like for both of these like grades, I'm factoring in what I'm assuming to be the strategy there. So for KB, I'm assuming that he made this move so that he can go all in. But he went all in on a wide receiver who we haven't seen play for two years. And he doesn't have any picks like I mean, he doesn't have any picks for for uh the 2022 season. I, I just yeah, so that's why he got a D. And for Rio, I'm thinking that Rio is trying to rebuild, so that's why I would give him a B. Yeah, I can uh I'll go with a B also. One thing I know we've been harping on Rio about the whole the whole year so far is his team being old, like those aging players. Mm-hmm. And uh, to get rid of one and get a lot of picks, yeah, I like it. I give him a B also. I just wish he could have kept his first. And exactly. I know there was, a, yeah. there was a trade that he could have kept, maybe taken out like Kenny get Christian Kirk and not got some of those picks, but still got a similar haul and got a first. I mean, kept his first. That would have been yeah. amazing. That would have been A plus. Because not having a first in a draft, like I did it last year, and man, you you have an idea of players you want and you hope that they fall to you, but they won't. So yeah, those firsts are important, man. So. Michael Pittman. No, yeah, Mike, I- <laughs> Monica. <laughs> hey. Hey, so let me ask. Uh, let me ask this. Out of the three wide receivers who we talk about, who are like older, like which which ones would it would you have been like trying to get rid of first? AJ Green, Ty Hilton, or Julio? Ty. T Ty. Yeah. Yeah. The reason. Yeah. yeah. The reason I say Ty because I feel like uh, Ty because Julio, I feel like uh, you can you get a couple more years. T.Y. Mm-hmm. with Phillip Rivers, I feel like he would get a lot more for him right now, especially because he got Phillip Rivers. And then I feel like you wouldn't get a lot for AJ. I'm surprised KB went after AJ, honestly. He yes, doesn't know that we don't. Why'd you ask, Kurt? Because, man, I just – I I don't I don't know. Like, I like, bro, I just couldn't picture myself trading for AJ Green, bro. I and mean, I – yeah, it, 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 I would have to get him for, for the cheap, especially because, like, he, well – because he didn't, he hasn't played in like a year and a half, and then I know like the majority of the time he played, he played with uh, Andy, Andy Dalton. Yeah, so like now you got a new QB coming in there too, and I mean, you know, the assumption is that Joe Burrow is going to be better than Andy Dalton, but it's like, do, do you really want to bet on the Asian wide receiver that's getting no. ready to be playing with the rookie quarterback? Like, I I don't want any parts of that, so. No. I would have Julio would have been the last one I was trying to get rid of. Um, Definitely, and he would have been the one that was the most expensive. Mm-hmm. But Ty and AJ, this a toss up between which one of them I would want to get rid of first. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree a hundred percent. The reason I say Ty is because of their fragility, and that dude is just he's consistently injured, and his ceiling isn't as high as AJ Green's is. Like anytime AJ Green has played football, he has been a wide receiver one. Period. Anytime yeah. that dude has played a healthy season, that dude has been well over a thousand yards, double digit touchdowns. He's an absolute stud. Plus, he has the name. So I know I can get a buyer for AJ Green. I don't know if I can get a buyer for T.Y. Hilton. He's always dinged up, always hurt. He's not a big touchdown guy. And he played with Andrew Luck, who was feeding him a ton of targets. Phillip Rivers, who knows how much he has left in his arm. I would have been trying to get rid of him first. But depending on like, what the market value is, he real probably won't be able to get rid of Ty. I don't know. He Ty has to get on the field and show somebody something before anybody would be willing to trade for him. So, so that's why I say Ty. I would have tried to get rid of him first. Julio definitely would have been last. But anyway, all right, let's go on to the next trade. Um, so this next one was a fucking conundrum. Um, there were actually two really really bad trades made by Rio in succession two days in a row, and we couldn't figure out which one to let ride. So. 
I was actually convinced by my girl to just go back to the original trade that was proposed and just let these two grown niggas like trade because this is obviously what they wanted and Rio was so insistent upon trading this nigga Justin. So uh, in this trade, this involved Rio as well. Um, he traded away another one of his aging assets, uh, Julio Jones. He traded him away for Devontae Parker a 2022 first-round pick from Justin and a 2023 first-round pick from Justin. So, again, Rio sent away Julio Jones to Justin for Devontae Parker, a 2022 first from Justin and a 2023 first for Justin. Uh, Kurt, you start. How do you feel about this trade? From You start with the Rio side. Um, okay, so I've, I've, had, I've had mixed feelings about this trade just from, from um, Rio's side. I mean, honestly, when I – well – for starters, I'm I'm low on Devontae Parker. I'm not I'm not a fan. Uh he's a wide receiver that had a great season in his fifth season, but um just watching him play and seeing like the the ways that he was successful, I don't trust like his skill set for him to for him to go out there and like replicate the season that he had last year, especially like if there's a QB change, because I think um his success is uh, heavily dependent on um, his his uh, quarterback's willingness to take risks. So if they switch that situation in this Tua, and Tua is more is a more conservative quarterback, you know, than um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Which, like, I mean, most QBs are more conservative than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then I think um, Devontae Parker. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not certain that he will go out there and be able to uh, have another wide receiver one season. I would bet against that. Um, but uh, I mean, I like the, the for real. I like the idea um, of the trade. Like you get another mm-hmm. wide receiver one, and you get first round picks. I just, I just think it would have been better if he picked a different wide receiver <laughs> to get and better mm-hmm. picks because Justin's picks, you know, because he's usually. Um, the second place team in the league, they're usually like uh, anyone. Like I, I won't disrespect him like that. He's usually either the first or the second place team in the league. Uh, so so, he, you know those picks are usually eleven or twelve. So, um, I, I wish you would have got. I like the idea. Wish you would have got better like uh, picks and a better player. That's no. Nah, he, he's usually second, bro. He's he's been to the grand <laughs> final four times. He's only won once. He's he's the perennial second place team. You had it right the first. It's not disrespect. It's just facts. But um, Chris, Chris, you go ahead. Talk about the trade. What did you think from the Rio side? Yeah, uh, Kurt kind of hit it on the head, man. With as far as like, uh, I'm not super big on Parker, honestly, either. Um, especially because the, the Dolphins went on drafted old linemen. They retooled that line. They they they're going to run the ball to protect Tua. Um, I don't think, like Kurt said, if you don't have a gunslinger back there, just force feeding you the ball. Tua is being he's going to be more conservative, try to make mistakes. They're going to run the ball to protect him. All you know, throw to a tight end, have a running game. That's what you do for a rookie quarterback. Um, so I don't like see him having a number one year either. Um, I don't, like it's weird because Rio. It was a good trade. Like it was a good idea. He traded with Justin. I feel like Justin, the picks that he got weren't good enough. But then you look over and KB wants a, a agent receiver. I don't know why they didn't hook up. I don't know why they didn't try to work something out. He could so have true. better picks. He could, he could have like so better that's a good point, tools Chris. and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if because a couple of things are real. Like I don't know if people know if he's really trying to build these pieces or he just put them on the block to be joking. Because the trade part he chose 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I would have got something else. Um, Justin get Julio though. Like that's a win. Justin never had his first round pick. Like Justin don't even value draft. So he just he comes mm-hmm. to draft to see us, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's worth somebody else said, man. The riches keep going, getting richer, man. When people gonna learn, they Justin doesn't give up much to get anything, man. He gets so good pieces by not trading anything, and I'm just always surprised. Like I give him credit. Cam called him a used car salesman. He's probably 100 percent right, man. He's just persistent. Um, I'm super jealous. I wish I would have got Julio for that cheap shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, it's a good trade on Justin Parto, man. I, I think I think you hit it spot on. And this is something that Kurt mentioned to me offline with this trade by Rio. Right idea, wrong nigga. It's 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 as simple as that. Because there are other trade partners in the league that would have been willing to buy for a higher price than this. Even a non-contender, bro, would have given up more than this. I think a late first rounder in this year's draft would be more valuable than a 2022 and 2023 pick from anybody because they're just really far away. But if I'm evaluating the trade objectively and not taking into account the trade partner, I think it's a fine trade. I mean, and this is what I'll say about Devontae Parker. And I'm going to put my Devontae Parker cape on for a bit because it's the Adam Gase effect to me. And Every time Adam Gase leaves an organization, those players that weren't very good start flourishing. And this dude just had a 1,200-yard, nine-touchdown season last year. He's only 27 years old. So he may not have the type of season that he had last year, but if he plays 16 games, which last year was also the first time he played 16 games in his career, I think Devontae Park can can get 1,000 yards. I think he can be a 1,000-yard receiver. Um I think he could be a thousand yards even no matter who's throwing him the ball if he plays 16 games. So I think if we look at it objectively, just from an optic standpoint, comparing the two players that Rio got plus those two future picks, he traded away a receiver who put up 1,200, 1200 receiving yards and nine touchdowns for a receiver who put up 1,394 yards and six touchdowns. One receiver is 27, one's 31, and then he also got two first-round picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so if we take our – if we, you know, our player bias out of the equation, the trade is – it's a logical trade for Rio. He just he just shopped him to the wrong dude. It's the same thing Danny did with the Keenan Allen trade. I didn't, I didn't learn this till the other night when Danny called me. He sent that Keenan Allen trade to three GMs at the same time. And Justin saw it and just instantly accepted it. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, you, yeah, dummy. Like, that's why you send it to the – you send you don't send them all to three people at the same time because what if the person with the worst pick accepts? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man, you couldn't send it to me, bro. bro I, thought yeah. we, I thought he was cool, man. <laughs> he really ain't going to send you no trade. He really ain't going to send you no trade after you called him a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck Danny. He wasn't sending trades anyway. Nah, <laughs> he cool, bro. I just, I'm just fucking with Danny. But no, can you hit like, it? Uh, you write about that though, like um, the yards you look at about just like not even just players, just like numbers, like his receiving yards, the touchdowns compared to Julio, four years younger, two first round draft picks, even if they on the back end. Right. I, yeah, right. I, yeah, I'm, gonna so say, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say this though, bro. It's a little like, do I think Devontae Parker can get a thousand yards? Like, yeah, but it's like. What if he gets a Mike Williams a thousand yards instead of like the Devontae Parker from last year? <laughs> oh, that's that is that is what he's gonna get though. But that's yeah. the that's the but that's the drop off 
that you that's what Justin pays. That's what Justin's paying for. He's paying for the you know the increase in yardage and the increase in catches, just the increase in production overall. And what Rio's receiving is four years of age and two first round picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think. It, it, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It it makes sense from a from a strategic perspective, and what we always doing is talking about how these niggas don't have any strategy. But Rio did the right he did the right thing. He made the right move. He just like I say, he just made it with the wrong GM. And like I w- like this trade would look so much better if it were Juju Smith Schuster and two future first. You know, we just yes. don't like Devontae. We just don't like Devontae Parker. I don't like Juju either. But I, I know Juju's Juju. gonna catch. <laughs> but I know I know I know Juju's gonna catch 80, 90 balls minimum. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't want somebody getting 60, 65 catches for eleven hundred yards and five touchdowns. I can't do nothing with that. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like that's what I was gonna say. The difference between uh, Julio and you know uh, Mike Williams is one of them you feel comfortable playing every week. <laughs> of course, you know, of course. But like, that's what, but that's what that's what Justin's buying though, and that's yeah. that's this is a. This is a perfect example of a production versus value trade. You know what I'm saying? Like Rio, Rio understands that this nigga Devontae Parker ain't Julio. He wasn't buying the player; he was buying the capital. So I think yes. in that aspect, Rio made the right move. He just niggas have to stop looking at Justin as an adequate trade partner. Like this is not the nigga you want to go see. Not because, not even because of his intent to get over, but because this nigga's just a shitty trade partner. He's cheap. He never wants to play a uh, fair market value for your players. And he'd be the first to talk shit to you after he smoke you with your own nigga. He just, why would you even <laughs> want to trade with this nigga? And Rio, Rio sitting here like sad at me for driving him about the trades he'd been making with this nigga. But he not mad at the nigga who fleeced him and then talking about he about to smoke him this year. Like, bro, Justin's fucking garbage. Like, niggas got to stop looking at this dude as like a, a trade partner. Like, I, I, would, I wouldn't in a million years trade this nigga unless I knew I was finessing his goofy ass. See me, man. I like the I trade Justin, but I gotta I gotta be the one to come up with the trade, bro. I'm not accepting anything he's sending because I know he's lowballing me, bro. That's mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I can't fault him for for the Danny trade if like he just hit accept. But uh, some of the other stuff, like yeah, um, yeah, man, he he got y'all, but it's okay. I mean, people get got. It happens. I think it's hard to trade though. Uh, Rio, right now with these two <laughs> trades, they just went through though. <laughs> You hella funny. I can see where Rio's going though. We all kind of Rio's kind of going towards that rebuilding sure. phase, getting capitalized. So this these two trades, like no matter how you may look at them, like there's probably some of the smarter trades we had in a while. Even though it's like, Ugh, but Rio he has clear intent on what he's doing this team now because at first we didn't know what the hell was going on. We was like, what the Rio? But now he has clear intent. Um, I said he's he's not just trading to trade like other people in the league. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Like as long as you got a yeah. plan. That's Me too. Let's. let's- I'll go ahead, Kurt. Hey, Chris, bro. Hey, you on point today, man. See, man <laughs> said you were going to come over here and just say, ha, 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 ha. You, <laughs> hey, hey, you listen, killing this shit, bro. I've been wanting to cuss people on the about. chat for so long. They'll <laughs> <laughs> hey, be like, do it. Hey, hey, Kim, I always want him to get in there. I always want him to get in there. But 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 let's 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 wrap up let's wrap up this portion. Uh so so the great the trade piece. Um I, I give Rio, I actually give Rio a B for this trade. I don't. I, I think I have to take my own bias out of the trade because I don't like Justin and I don't like the fact that he's the one who <laughs> got Julio for these picks. But if I'm taking my bias out, I think Rio did the right thing. I just wish he would have shopped to a partner where he could get a little better draft capital. I give him a B. I also give Justin a B because 
if what I feel is true about Julio, he's he's got at least one more 1,400 yard season in him. He's got at least one more of those 110 catch, 1,400 yard, eight touchdowns. He's got one, at least one. So I think if you're if you're going all in for this season uh, to give yourself a best chance to win, this is what you do in a trade like this. You you mortgage away your future picks and you get a player who uh, can improve your team. So what what do you think? What do you think, Chris? I'll go back to you. What do you think uh, the grades are for for Rio and and Justin? So my grade for Rio is a little bit different at first, but honestly, when you you kind of hit it on the head, and I'm I can admit when I'm wrong. When I looked at Trey, I saw Park. I wasn't a big fan of it. When you look at it just from a number standpoint, though, and what they two did, and how Rio got young, got picks. Yeah, Rio gets it. I give him a B also for it because he got younger. He got he got two good picks. As long as he hit on him, his team will be better in two years. Um, and Justin getting Julio, like yeah, that's when you get Julio. You don't get yeah. up. You work different. like you a win now team. Like yeah, that's yeah. Both of them get these for me. That's fine. I can do that too. That's all right. Kurt. Yeah. So see, like uh, I'll say initially I was viewing viewing um viewing this trade through the lens of Rio trying to compete and win now. So he got so uh, I had a worse <laughs> grade for him because that's that's yeah. that's that's yeah. been the way that he's been yeah. talking though, right? Like yeah. the way yeah. that he's been talking is like oh I'm smoking nigga. So like uh, I thought he was going for a win now, but if you put it through the lens of like he's trying to rebuild, I would have to get both of them a B2 because, you know, this is good for Justin. Uh, I would make that trade 10, 10 times out of 10 if I'm Justin. And for uh, for Rio, it's a B because he executed, like, you know, the strategy. You got some draft capital, got a young wide receiver. Like, he did what he was supposed to do if he's trying to rebuild. So, I'll give both of them a B as well. I would have given Rio, Rio an A if uh, he would have gotten better better draft picks. but you know, Or a better player. Yeah, Even the, yeah. one, one, you got, you got a, you got a, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't want to call dude shitty. I mean, you got a player who took five years to prove himself, and then you got bad draft picks as well. He he would have been better off getting, you know, a player that had a better path and shitty draft picks, or a shitty player and better draft picks. Like so, it's just, that's why he doesn't get like a. A higher grade for me, but still a good, still a good grade because I feel like he's doing what what you should do in in his situation. So, let's go to some post trade roster breakdowns. So, Rio was obviously involved in two of these trades. KB was involved in one, and Justin was involved in one. So, let's take a look at KB's roster post trade and see how we feel about his team after the moves that he made. We already did a breakdown of the Lamar Jackson trade. Let's talk about his roster overall going into the season, which is just a month and a half away, and um, how his team is looking. So I'll go through. I'll just go through his starting roster, and I'll, I'll let okay. you guys pull it up. So starting QB, and we're just looking at we're just looking at this. We'll look at this year, and then we'll look at you know his his draft his draft capital. So we'll break down his roster first, and then we'll look at his future. So we'll focus on what he's doing right now in terms of winning and what options he has moving forward. So his starting roster includes Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, Cortland Sutton and Robert Woods are starting receivers. Hayden Hurst is a starting tight end. Sony Michelle and Raheem Mostert are his flex players. Tom Brady is his super flex. And he has a really good defense. I won't go into his defense, but Notable bench players, he's got Cam Newton as his third QB. He's got Chris – oh, he doesn't – hold on, let me refresh this. Whoops. Yeah, I'm he's seeing got AJ, AJ, 
AJ, AJ Green, Green. Is second wide receiver. Yeah. Mm, my bad. I, I have to refresh. He's got Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Mark Ingram, Cortland Sutton, AJ Green, Hayden Hurst, Robert Woods, Raheem Mostert, Tom Brady. Notable bench players. He's got Cam Newton, Sonny Michelle. Then he's got Noah Fant. And is that it? Oh, that's it. Hey, this nigga's team is some ass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. hey, wait. Yeah, KB, bro. It's for all the moves. Hey, all that shaking ass you've been doing with these trades, bro, that's all you did? I mean, he's got Lamar Jackson, Demi guy, Aaron Jones. He's super, super talented. I don't know if he's going to get the work. For, you know, uh, for KB in the sense that, you know, I don't know if this dude's going to be able to get back into that top five. He was RB2 last year, but, man, he has so many boom games. His floor is just so low. So I'm just thinking about the seeding, like going week to week with somebody like KB's team, with your best running back giving you five points a week half the season. Like, it's different on my team, bro, because this dude was my second flex. So if Aaron Jones got me five, like, I'm okay. You get, like, five in your RB1 spot. And the rest of your team is looking like this. I'm not really ah uh, KB's team could get real ugly real fast, bro. But yeah, I'll I'll let y'all go. Kurt, you go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the most noteworthy thing there is number uh, is the lack of depth. Depth. I think I think he'll. Um, I mean, looking at his roster, man, he'll definitely win some games. He'll probably beat some teams that he 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 might like. You know, he probably shouldn't. Or like you know, based on projections, but you know, it, um, for a team that's like all in right now to win a championship, I just don't really feel like it's equipped for that. Like, I mean, personally, I think uh, this looks like a team to me that could we can to the playoffs, but it also looks like a team where if, if one thing goes wrong, he could be picking in the lottery or whoever has his pick this year. Like, so <laughs> I, I'm serious, bro. Like, I'm a, no 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 jokes, bro. Like, if one thing goes wrong for KB. He's gonna be picking like, or Ray will be picking with his pick in the top three. You know, that's that's the kind of team he has. So it, it, this could go one way or another. I don't, I don't. For the strategy that he applied, bro, like this is not what the outcome should be. But you know, I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah Chris, um, what do you think? Looking at his roster, like man, Kurt hit on it a lot. Like he can't be in win now mode, but looking at his roster, it's like I don't know why you would be in win now mode, but okay. Um, he got quarterback depth. Like he got some really good quarterbacks. Honestly, if I was him, I'd reach out to Justin, try to make a move, because uh, Justin needs some quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, yeah. Next year he's he gonna be in trouble, bro, because yeah, Mark, In- Mark Ingram. I don't think he's gonna be. He's not gonna be a Ravens next year. I don't think, man. Um, most of it already wants out, are like because he's not getting he's not getting paid like he wants. Um, the Rams got a receiver. They drafted a receiver, so like, yeah, it's weird. His team's just weird. I guess. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have any studs on his team besides Lamar Jackson. So and, he's got. Go ahead, Chris. I was saying Aaron Jones, but you like you said he boomer Aaron Jones boomer bust man like Real he's talented. He some weeks. He's talented, yeah. but the the Packers don't want to use him for some weird ass reason. So because he's 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 small and fragile. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what it is for me because like our our all RB ones aren't created equally. So like Zeke, like I know Zeke is never gonna lose me a game. You know what I'm saying? He's never gonna lose me a game. 
by getting me nice. four must points. Be, must be fucking must nice. Be, must be nice. <laughs> I hate but it. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones will lose. Aaron Jones will lose you a game getting five or six points. Mark Ingram, not only is he um, out of contract after this season, but they have three other running backs that they want to use, and one of them they just drafted with a top sixty pick. Uh, and then he's got Cortland Sutton who really thrive with Joe Flacco. He took a step back when Drew Locke became the starting QB. And that in and of itself, Drew Locke is the starting QB. Like, who the fuck is that guy? And then they just drafted Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and a pass-catching tight end. So not only did he not have rapport with the quarterback that got the starting job, there's also more competition for targets. Then he got A.J. Green, who we haven't seen play in two seasons, and Hayden Hurst, which I guess he's expecting him to step into that Who's that dude from uh, who's on Cleveland now? Uh, What's the tight end's name? name. That's how trash he is. Yeah. That's how garbage he was. Uh, <laughs> he, he thinks he's Hayden Hurst. Yeah, L- L- Andrew's little brother. <laughs> uh, he thinks Hayden Hurst is going to step into that role with Atlanta. I mean, he could, but I, like that remains to be seen. Like, we don't know how good Hayden Hurst is going to be in that offense. And then Robert Woods, who I, I want to say he had like 1,200 yards last year, but like two touchdowns. So he's a high floor play. But he doesn't have a high ceiling. This team is just not a team built to um, to really beat like some of the really top every teams. And then he's got Raheem Mostert, who was a special teams player, and forty two year old Tom Brady. So I don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can, can anybody see his picks real quick before you wrap KB's team up? Because I, I can't see his draft picks on here. Uh, so he has Rio's twenty twenty first, and then he has his third and and fourth in that next year's draft. And then he doesn't have a 2022 pick. Uh, he's in like, – he has a 2023 second-round pick. So, the next three years. So, he doesn't have a first in 2022 or 2023? Mm-mm. Yeah, KB trash, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this is bro. not how you do it. Go in 2022, Chris. he only has a fifth. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. 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 Hey, I need that. I need that 2023 first. Hey, Rio. Oh, oh, I let your boy. But I, I need I, that. <laughs> I feel like you hinted at this when he made that trade for Lamar Jackson. You hit yeah. like it was kind of like a win now trade, and it could hurt him. And it looks like it's hurting him now because now he has to go full his win. Team looks so funny to me, bro. It's just a funny. His team could be like Kurt said. He's gonna beat some people. Like he's got some productive players, but bro. Is this, we talking about six seven? I'm I'm. We're talking about six seven wins, right? We're not talking. He's not gonna win more than that, right? Like no, this, but I don't he also, this, I don't he think also he could win like four, bro. He could win, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I think his ceiling is like seven wins. I think yeah. I don't unless it's I haven't looked at the schedule, but unless the schedule's real good, like yeah, that team's all right. Let's we're having some audio issues, so let's let's push through this. So KB's roster post trade. Let's just put a question mark. We'll come back to that on another podcast. I don't. I need some time to think. I don't. I don't want to just bash him, but she looks trash. Um, all right, let's look at Rio's roster post trade. Let me make sure my shit is refreshed. I'll break his shit down. Um, where you at, Rio? There you are. All right, let's see his his, his roster. So he's got yeah, his roster looks man, it looks the same. This is the thing about Rio's trade and why like I was so down on the trades when he originally made them, but seeing what he gave up and seeing what his draft capital looks like over the next few years, he's still got Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb, Philip. Phil Lindsay, those were his players before these trades. He swapped out Julio for Devontae Parker. He still got T.Y. Hilton, Dallas Goddard, and I don't know why he's starting Greg Olson. He probably wants to sit him. Um, 
And then he's got Jamison Crowder, but he he's got some players on his bench that I would probably start. Like he's got Zach Moss, and then he's got some other young running backs. And he's also got John Brown. Um, yeah, he's he's got some he's got some other players in here that I'd probably start like over the guys he has in his flex. But his team is not too much different uh, than before he made those trades. So my thought process is that in in two three years when Rio was benefiting from those picks, Dak Prescott is still going to be in his prime. Obviously, Nick Chubb is still going to be in his prime. And he's still going to have Devontae Parker in some capacity. And the rest of this team is the same. He got rid of two 31-year-old wide receivers and just loaded up on a shit ton of picks. So I, I like I like Rio's prospects a lot better now that he has a clear direction of where he wants to take his team after these trades. What do y'all think? Uh, Kurt, start with you. Um. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I pretty much feel the same way about his team. Um, as I did before he made the trade. So I mean that's a I guess that's not really like a bad thing. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a you know, middle ish type team, I think. But that's that's fine though for what I think he's trying to do, you know. I don't think he's trying to like, you know, win a championship like right now. I think his roster is equipped to like win some games, you know, he won't be like somebody who can can't compete, but uh, I think his roster is going to look really good going forward since he has like a ton of draft capital. Yeah, before we, before we let Chris speak, do you can you say that KB's team is better than Rio's after all those moves? Well, I think see this is well that's tricky because lack of studs, man. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't I I, I can't I can't confidently say that. Like, no, I, I can't. Yeah, I. I can't really say that. I can't really say it either. I think it's. I think it's close. But yeah. All right, Chris. Chris, go ahead. Um, what do you What do you think about Rio's team post trade? All right, I got to let Rio notice. Um, um, it's hard as hell to find a running back. You stole Chubb from me, so <laughs> don't be acting like it's easy to find running backs. Sorry, let's just put that right now. Everybody listening, it's hard to find running backs. Okay, they don't grow on trees. <laughs> oh, <wow>. um, <laughs> like so, but no. Yeah, he's in. Honestly, he's in a really good position. So I look at it like this. Um. He got rid of AJ Green, AJ Green, and Julio. Got younger. Even if Julio is giving them like twenty points a game, if he get another receiver to take his spot to get them sixteen. That's a win, especially with those draft picks. Um, he's just in a really good position. Like he's almost in that right position where um, he got a lot of picks to build for in the future. Mm-hmm. His team's gonna be super dangerous. What's good though is because no one likes losing, honestly. So Rio's in a good position where he can still still win some games, but then he got so much capital to uh, to get better in the in the coming years. So. Yeah, no, he's in a good position. Uh, I agree, Chris. Talk, where you you got his picks pulled up? Uh, I do not have all those picks pulled up. I can pull up right quick for you. I, can, I got, I got it, bro. Where where is where is his first and second round picks over the next three years? All right, so so check it out. So this year he doesn't have or twenty twenty one he doesn't have a first. He has your second, his second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, you know, and then. 2022, he has Justin's first, his first, KB's second, his second, KB's third, you know, his third, fourth, and, you know, so on. Then in 2023, he has Justin's first, KB's first, and his first, and then, you know, second, third. So he'll be picking three times in the, in the first round. Uh, Wait, doesn't he, have, doesn't he have multiple seconds in both of those drafts, too? Um, not, in, not in 2023, but he has – Two seconds in 2022 and two seconds in 2021. Man, this dude got hella draft capital, bro. 
Hella draft capital. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with Chris in the sense that he's in a position to where the pick that he traded away isn't going to be a lottery pick. So he basically punted on this first this first round of the 2021 draft. But after that, like it's going to look goofy this season when he wins like six games or some shit and then doesn't have a fucking first round pick. But 2022 and up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like where Rio's headed. He's got. He, he, Chris, you hit it on the, the head when you said it's, it's a lot like Ray's team. He has a lot of draft capital. The only difference is Ray's draft capital is kind of front loaded, and Rio's mm-hmm. is more so in 2022, 2023. But I shit. Yeah, it's just it's difficult to be this patient because, like, like you said, nope, a lot of people don't really have the stomach for like rebuild. But yeah, I like where Rio's headed. What were you saying? He just needs to do honestly, just he's gonna have to do research though with those second round picks, man. Like, some people just do yes. like, they do research just on the first round. Those second rounds where you can find those those Terry McLaurin's, uh, you can get those Camaras. Like if you if he does his research, he may like yeah and, and start drafting some some running backs from small colleges and some receivers. Like he can honestly he can. So, yeah, McLaurin was going in the third and fourth round. Camaro was a second round pick though. Yeah, those are those are good calls. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Chris, such a such a fucking teacup dog up, man. All right, all right. Let's let's. I know Chris got a drop in a couple minutes, so let's let's. We only have one more. Uh, team to talk about. Let's dive into Justin's roster post trade. Kurt, do you have it pulled up already? Uh, I don't. I can hit it, but I won't take that one. Okay, I'll, I'll start off. I was just gonna let you start off. So, um, he's got Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Uh, his wide receivers are Julio Jones and Keenan Allen. His tight end is Zach Ertz, and his flex players are James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. His super flex player is Drew Locke. So basically. Justin has the same roster that he came into the season with, but he added Julio, Keenan Allen, and Zach Ertz. And we could talk about Justin's roster and his draft picks at the same time, just for the sake of time, because we're already pushing like 45 minutes, and I know Chris has to drop. So basically, Justin mortgaged away his draft picks for the next three years to add Julio Jones, 31 years old, Keenan Allen, 28 years old, and Zach Ertz, 29 years old. So he mortgaged away his entire future for three players that are 30 or almost 30 for essentially like a win now, because... Julio's got one, two years tops. Zach Ertz, probably the same, uh, just because of like, the way he's built in that situation in Philly with Dallas Goddard like emerging there. He's already cutting into Zach Ertz's work. So, and he's got Keenan Allen, who's got Tyrod Taylor throwing him the ball. And I, I asked y'all offline, like, if y'all had the opportunity to mortgage away your future first and second round picks for a 31-year-old receiver, a 28-year-old receiver, and a 29-year-old tight end, would you do it? And I think all of us said probably not. I just wouldn't do it. Um, Justin's theme for this year I, I like his theme I think Deshaun Watson will be just as good as he was last year I think Christian McCaffrey will still be a top 3 running back uh, Dalvin Cook if he can stay healthy he's a top 10 running back Julio should do Julio things I mean he should he should be able to go out there and get another 1300 yard season Keenan Allen to be perfectly honest bro I'm not sure Justin will be able to start Keenan Allen on a week to week basis not with Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert as a starting quarterback there. And uh, Zach Ertz, he can probably still get into top five tight end, but he's, you know, he's he's facing a lot more competition from targets this year than he was last year and the year before. I mean, they drafted three receivers, um, three or four receivers in the NFL draft. And then Dallas Goddard, when he's healthy, he cuts into his production. And we're supposed to have, you know, a healthy Deshaun Jackson and, and Alshon sometime eventually. So, 
he's not going to be a target funnel like he was. So I, I think Justin's team is built to compete. I just don't think his team matches his mouth and what he's been saying in the chat since he got Julio. I think he thinks his team is a lot better than what it is. You got James Conner who can't play two two quarters without saying, uh, my pussy hurt. <laughs> and then and then in AB's words, boo-boo Smith-Schuster as his other flex who <laughs> could bounce back if Big Ben stays healthy. Uh, but I don't know what his ceiling is even if Big Ben does stay healthy because of that wide receiving core. And uh, if he doesn't stay healthy, we saw it like Juju's cooked. And then he's got Drew Locke as his super flex. But, I mean, I haven't seen anything from Drew Locke telling me that this dude is actually going to be like a, uh, an adequate, accurate NFL QB. He had like a decent four-game stretch, but that sample size is way too small and there's no tape on him. Uh, notable bench players, I mean, he's got handcuff, 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 handcuff. <laughs> Bro, this nigga, I swear to God, Darrington Evans, handcuffed. Tony Pollard, handcuffed. Carlos Hyde, handcuffed. Reggie Bonifant, handcuffed. Benny Snell, handcuffed. Marlon Mack, handcuffed. Mike Davis, handcuffed. This nigga just is garbage, bro. Hey, for any nigga listening to this pod right now, don't ever mention me in the same sentence as you mentioned this nigga, bro. Don't ever do that, bro. This this dude got seven handcuffs on his bench. Like, what is, what, who is he, Elmo? The most notable bench player that he has on his team, I think, is Brashad Perriman. And then, oh, that's it. That's it. This dude is one injury away from being uh, KB. He's got a real like patchwork team. Like His team is real top-heavy. If he loses time from any of these players, or if any of these players gets hurt, he's, he's, he's in tough shape, and he has, no, he has no draft capital. None. So I like what he did in the sense that that's, that's what you do if you're a contender. Uh, you, you, you make sure that you bolster your roster as best as you can to compete, but... He still has the third best roster in the league. I don't, I don't think much has changed from when we did the team evaluations from the beginning of the year. You look at Kurt's QB situation. Kurt's QBs are better than his. My QBs are better than his. Kurt's wide receivers are better than his. Uh, his running backs are better than Kurt's, but their tight ends are about even. Um, my quarterbacks are better. My running backs are just as good. My receivers are better. My tight ends are better. Uh, yeah, my team's deeper. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he mortgaged a lot to go all in for this year, but but if you mortgage in all of your assets to be the second or third best, I'm not really sure if that's the best approach. But yeah, I, I think his team is better than it, than it was when he came into the season. I, I, I made the bold prediction that he wasn't going to make the grand final just because I didn't think his team was very good last year. He scraped it, he scraped into the 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 um the grand final and he got he lost by like fucking 80 points. I just didn't think his team was good enough. His team is better this year, but I still don't think it's good enough. So we'll have to play the season out, but. I think he had the right idea with what he did, but when you mortgage away all of your draft capital, like you have to, you have to build a team like a little more stable than this, in my opinion. Uh, it's just like a lot of question marks. James Conner's health, Juju Smith-Schuster's production, Drew Locke is just a huge question mark in and of itself, and you know Julio's going into his age thirty-two season. So, yeah, that's that's my take on Justin's team. Why don't, why don't you go, Chris? Why don't you break it down? Chris, Chris is on mute. Kurt, you go ahead while we wait for Chris. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just looking at um, I like your breakdown of Justin's team. Uh, I think his team is really top heavy. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's just like like it's. I, I'm. I mean, I don't want to say that his roster is the same as KB's. I think his roster is better, but I've, I I kind of come away with his roster with the same like type of feeling, where it's like. 
I can tell like what he was aiming for. Um, I think the you know I think I think he he uh, mortgaged away his future to try to compete with your roster, um, Cam. And uh, just looking at it, I don't really think it stacks up very well. Um, not a lot of depth, uh, not any really. Um, and I'll say that, like the the part that I thought was funny, I almost chimed in when you were talking about it. It's like uh, he has all the handcuffs except for the one that like. You know, that matters for his injury prone <laughs> running back. Yeah, that's like, yeah, like I, I would much rather have like, you know, Dalvin Cook's like handcuffed than Zeke's. But uh, anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I like his roster a little uh, like uh, better than I did at the beginning of the year. But um, and I think, you know, um, if I could make it like a basketball analogy, it's kind of like, um, he reminds me of like Daryl Morey or, you know, like it's like he should <laughs> what the Rockets are doing. Where it's like, yeah, it, like, you know, what shoot, I got a, I got a team that can shoot a lot of threes. So I have a chance to win. That's kind of what right. like, like, you know, like right. he, he has a chance, like because of how top heavy his roster is, but it's just, it's just dangerous. And I'll say too, like um, just talking about his team going forward, I could really see, like, realistically, some of the other teams within the next, like, couple of years passing them up. Like, Danny's uh, team has, like, the, the young ascending players, and Danny, like, is, is, you know, is focused on, like, drafting. So, uh, <clears throat> whereas, like, sure. um, Justin's team um, is top-heavy now, but he more is away in his future. And, you know, if if he does win a championship, then it's worth it because, like, then you can say right. like, I won two championships, and he could just be right. like it doesn't really matter from that point. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'll be I'll be real interested to see where he goes from here because um, it's going to be really difficult for him to pivot if he encounters like one misstep from a player. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I I think his roster is it's good um at the top, but. You know, I don't like his QB situation that much, and I don't, I don't like his bench like that much. Um, hesitant to say that because now I know like somebody's gonna take uh, Steven Sims and give him a, a haul for him or something. But yeah, uh, no, nah, he's he's not definitely not getting <laughs> any more trades like that off in my league. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I agree, and I, I don't I don't want that to be to be missed. Chris, are you are you back with us? Or are you are you muted up? No, nah, I can't hear you, bro. Try to try to try to drop out and join again. Actually, yeah. hold on, yeah. Kurt. Kurt, okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm end this segment, clip it, and combine the two. Okay. All right, Chris, what are your thoughts about Justin's team? All right, yeah. So looking at uh, Justin's team, this is probably one of uh, he honestly has a really good team. Probably one of the better teams he had in a while. Uh, one of Justin's problems with like his teams from years ago is his receiver depth wasn't good. So you know now you added. Ken Allen, Julio, he has a, a deeper roster as far as receiver goes. But, yeah, it's it's front-end heavy. Uh, he needs to get a, a better bench. And I I like Watson a lot. I'm worried about what he's going to do, though, um, without having, like, hop there. And now his receiver is kind of injury-prone. I'm worried, like, maybe he may try to do too much, run a, run a little bit more, get hurt. So, it's, like, it's it's iffy. If I was him, I'd I'll I'll reach out to KB and try to get a trade-off for a quarterback just to have one. Um but yeah, it's like that. It's like that Thanos thing when he's looking at uh, a little bit more, and she's like, 
he she's like, did you get it? He was like, yeah. She's like, what'd you give up? He was like, everything. Like, if, <laughs> if, if he doesn't, if he wins, like Kurt said, you, you, you got that bottle of Ace, like, it's dope. But, like, if you lose and then, you you know, your pieces start falling off, Dalvin Cook gets hurt or he gets traded because there's a whole contract dispute right now going on. Like, it, it could be ugly. He could be running turn carries with Jordan Howard in Miami. Like, so it's just, right. it's right. iffy, but yeah, he gave up a lot for it. So, well, if he wins, that's though, a perfect, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a perfect, that's a perfect, uh, like analogy, like the Thanos thing, like, yo, did you build a great team this year? Yeah. <laughs> what did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> hey, but, but, but yeah, like you mentioned the trade with KB, like KB can't, KB can't trade him a quarterback because he needs his, he needs three, you need three. Yeah. And Justin, Justin only has two, really one and a half. That's so yeah. I mean. And yeah, I don't, I don't want that to go amiss. Like, dude built a really good team, but I don't know how much better his team is than it was. Like I said, he, he took away Devontae Parker, added Julio. He took away um, Jarvis Landry and added Keenan Allen. Bro, Jarvis Landry probably have a better season than Keenan Allen this year. You wait, know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Yeah. If, if Drew Locke don't hit. Hey, your ass is grass, bro. Cause you know that's what I'm saying. In a second, bro, like or whenever you got picked, no, like, that's not happening. No, hey, if Drew, if Drew, trouble, if Drew Lock, if Drew Lock doesn't hit, but but even like we're not even talking about bye weeks. Like who was Justin's quarterback on bye? Yeah, this was like kind of. This is why I, like give him so much shit. This was like kind of like a real rookie way to like bolster up your roster because, dude, like. He prioritized. See, this is the problem, and this is why Justin is so funny. Justin and his sons, his minions, are so <laughs> funny to me because they look at his team and they see like, oh shit! Like, look at his receivers. They're close to Cam's receivers. Look at his running. But bro, they miss the most key parts of fantasy, like the grind of fantasy. Like, you have to be able to account for injuries, and you have to be able to account for matchups on bye weeks. Who is what is he going to do on bye weeks? Play Brashad Perriman? Aaron Rodgers is gonna outscore Brashad Perriman every game this season. Hey, hey, Kim, let me ask you a question, bro. Go ahead. I'm gonna tee you up so without without co-signing you. Who's your third wide receiver? Odell. Yeah, who's who's uh, Justice? Brashad Perriman. <laughs> who's your third running back? Uh, Joe Mixon. And who's his? James Conner. Okay. Um, yeah. who's your tight end? Travis Kelsey. Who's his tight end? Zach Ertz. Okay. <laughs> Um, who are your QBs? Uh, you know, Project Pat, aka Showtime, and the Go Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and who who are his QBs? Uh, the young boy D. Y. and fucking Drew Locke. I I think that's his QB. It might be Mariota. Okay, uh, I'm just yeah. I'm just asking yeah. questions, man. It's not a Kurt a Kurt. Your voice. It's not. It's not the same. I, and I, I, I hope. I don't bro. have a comment one way or another, bro. I'm just trying to, I'm just I'm just trying to stack the rosters next to each other so I can see like why he's gonna get you this year. That's what I'm trying to figure out. No, bro, that's just sitting on yeah. me too. Fuck you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, who is my third running back? Like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, hey, hey my third running back is David Johnson, bro. So I'm in the same situation. I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing on shit because but but if somebody was sitting here trying to tell me that like, oh well, you got a better roster than Cam, I would say that's just not true. Like I, I don't. No. Do I have a chance to no. win? I have a chance to win, but I don't have absolutely a a, a, a better roster. Like you know, that's just that's absolutely. Just not true. It's, and it's just 
It's just that's why that's why Justin, bro, that nigga for the way he been running his mouth to everybody in the chat, that's why he's this week goofy of the week. You just <laughs> this nigga's a goofy, bro. Like he built the redraft team. Like, bro, you can like I'm not like I wanna I wanna win. I wanna win this shit. Like I want my three peat, but I'm not going all in for a three peat, bro. It's a dynasty league. It's about the next three, five years. I'm not I'm not going all in for the three peat. If I don't win this year, I'm I'm okay. I, I know I'm coming back strong next year. I know I'm coming back strong the year after that, and the year after that. Justin's right. team, if he don't win this year, it's still going to be so trash, bro. No. He's going to be so garbage. If you, come, thing, uh, if you come get Kamara, that's going to sit a 3 P, bro. You should just do it, bro. <laughs> you should just do that, I'm bro. Good, bro. I got I to hold my picks and shit. What Go ahead, Chris. was good at was uh, when somebody was on a buy, he would pick somebody else up and plug them in, and they would produce. But I think yeah, with, the, with the sleeper app and how, how it gives you a heads up of who's trending upward, and how more like the goofies in our league now are more active. He's not gonna <laughs> get them people off the waivers like that no more. Like I feel like everybody's on, waiver, of, yeah, everybody's on top of that game now so far, which is good. Good job, goofies. Um, <laughs> our rosters this, are too deep. And this is what I will say too. Like, like uh, I want to talk about like like you said, like about the um, the bye week thing, bro. I was looking at quarterback statistics. And we could. Uh, this is like something that we'll get into like more in on the next podcast. So you know, I mean, on average, there are like thirty-two like starting QBs in the league. Well, not on average, there are thirty-two starting QBs in the league. But if right. you look at fantasy production, because of the fact that like I mean, because partially because of injuries, but also because once you get to the lat, like the lower half of QBs, like that, it's just uncertainty there. Like mm-hmm. there aren't even there aren't even enough QBs for, for people to have um, three starting QB. Like, if you have three QBs who you know are going to start and they like their job is, like, cemented, then you're, you're, you're good money. But right. there aren't enough QBs for it to be that way. There are really only about, like, 20. You know what I mean? Like, because right. the bottom 12 is going to, like, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater was the 30-second 30, 30 quarterback last year. And he only yeah. stepped in for Drew Brees. So there aren't 32 yeah. like, starting QBs in the league. You know what I mean? So like, so true. Yeah. Um, so Drew Locke could be one of those ones where he ends up like, uh, if he stinks, like he 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 could be somebody who you know is competing for a quarterback job, or he could be somebody who like, you know, uh, it, like going uh, going forward is getting replaced by another like rookie or something. You never know. You know what I mean? Bro, uh, yes, you. you- you know what? You know it's so funny that you brought that up because uh, my boy Tim, you know my my rival in my my other dynasty league, he was um, asking me about like the trades that uh, Justin was boasting his roster, and he was like, "I'll oh, send me a picture of his roster now." And he was like, "Oh, looks good, looks good." And he got to the bottom. He said, "Wait, this dude just went all in on Drew Locke. <laughs> like he went all in on Drew. He Kurt, he mortgaged away all of his future picks and didn't get a quarterback." Yeah, I would have kept. Uh, I would. I wouldn't have even kept Drew Lock if I was him. Personally. No, no. That's some, he played. Somebody, he started four games. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, big pickup in the draft. But, and with young, with, with quarterbacks, with young quarterbacks, one thing that people always hear you when teams get the film on them, the they get a whole off season. They won't do it again. Like so, it's risky for him going all in. Um, no, just like I said, Justin's probably one of Justin's better teams, and I'm always surprised when he added a piece without giving up anything. But his his bench, yeah, he needs, yeah, he needs a better bench. His bench is really lacking. He, I called him when I was muted, and you say he had those handcuffs. What do you think he is? I was like, he's a police officer. 
AKA the police officer. Because like, yeah, those a lot of handcuffs, and then it's crazy because you don't have the one that you really need, which is which Dalvin Cook. Um, Alexander Madison, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. He could, he would have to move something like one of them valuable pieces, bro. Like I can see if he doesn't win this year, he should be looking to move one of his running backs to get a lot more pieces back and some draft picks. Yeah. Uh, but then his but, team is then his team is weak. He's he's gonna have a chance though to to win. Like I'm not I'm not like I'm not here to oh definitely. Like, oh no, he has definitely. <laughs> like I think he did a better job, you know, doing what KB was trying to do. Like he actually had the chance to like pull up the upset, you know. So I'll give him his credit there. I just like long term don't like his team, but like you know Absolutely. that's how I always feel. And then he starts making trades, and I'm like, wow. So, yeah, this a little, he, this a little different. Okay. This is this a little different, though, Kurt. This is a little different because it, not only did he trade away his upcoming year's pick, he traded away all of them. Yeah, they're all hey, gone. But, hey, but Cam, but Cam, bro, well, if he can get that for like picks, what is he gonna get for like somebody who's actually good? Like, yeah. what is he gonna get if he like trades CMC? He might Fair get somebody's whole whole team. He'll get fair market value because, like I told you earlier in the fight, he's not getting those trades off in my league anymore. <laughs> He'll get whatever's fair for Christian McCaffrey. He won't. He won't get more than that. But yeah, no, I I agree to do. He has a really good team. He had a he had a team that could win a championship last year, and he has an even better one this year. But it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not redraft. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not a redraft league. So if he if he wins the league if he wins the league this year, I mean, like whoop de do. Like it's 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 not you know the league is not going anywhere. It's it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So. I don't like to put myself in positions where I'm like constantly like searching for answers. There's no stability on this team. Like he didn't add any stable pieces. He added agent assets that are going to continue to be question marks, um, trying to figure out like when the cliff is going to come for them. So that's why, like I said, you know, I I I respect like Justin and his his admiration for winning, but that's that's also why he's he's a goofy of the week. The, the way he be in the chat talking about I'm gonna smoke all y'all ass, Danny. I'm gonna smoke you week one. They was like, oh, okay, well, look at your team. For, hey, bro, for a nigga who's played 11 playoff games in nine years, went six and five, and one for four in the grand final, you can't be in there talking greasy, bro. No, that's hard, bro. <laughs> hey, no, I ain't, hey, I ain't going to even lie, bro. I'll be talking greasy. Because it hey, because it's, nah, bro, because it's levels, bro. Like, see, he, can, he can't talk greasy to you know, like I mean, I can see you thinking he's goofy for talking greasy to you, but I even respect that, bro. You gotta talk shit to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that, hey, right. that's, just a, hey that's hard, bro. I I, I fuck with that. Cause I'll be, I, hey, I ain't one shit, and I'll be in the chat talking straight bad to niggas. So hey, right, he no. said, hey, he got he got Julio. It took him five minutes after he got Julio to to taunt Danny. Dude, you're goofy. <laughs> Yeah, hey, goofy, he should bro. be taunting his me because he's gonna beat me on some bullshit again. Fuck Justin. <laughs> my rival though. Justin, you my rival, bro. <laughs> Even though you don't know. Uh yeah, silly. Anyway, let, let's conclude the podcast, bro. I'm rambling. Drop the outro. I'll holler at you boys later. And Justin, remember, bro, champ until dethroned, pussy. It's <laughs> up there. It's up there. And it's still stuck there. Fuck is you talking about? Peace. All right. Alright, so yeah, y'all be easy, bro.